Life is full of events that leave you stiff, sore, tight. Think of the feeling you get after a good stretch. Looser, lighter, maybe even happier. Let's lengthen our perspective in life and celebrate our accomplishments together. The But First Stretch podcast isn't just all about fitness. It's about actual people who are bettering their lives in our collective community. It's about coming together and getting inspired in your own life. It's for people who want to stretch their mind, body, and soul by tapping into their own potential and self-worth. And really cool down after the episode with a brief meditation that ties together the theme. Just a reminder, but first stretch. Hi, I'm Jen McCracken, and welcome back to But First Stretch. If it's your first time, I am so glad that you are joining me. This week brings in daylight savings time, and for some, this might mean losing an hour of sleep or even missing that extra light we had in the mornings. For me, it's a shift. It's a step closer to spring, to more sunlight. My own body feels it. There's a little extra feeling of excitement, even if I am a little more tired. And my friend pointed out that our crocuses have started showing their color. And I'm watching in excitement and hoping for no more frost as the daffodils are popping out of the soil. Spring is the time when we move forward with our plans, and I'm so joyful for this spring. I've been working towards something for years, and I can't wait to share what's next for me. All in the right time, of course. I found this quote that really um, kind of stuck with me. It's by Robert H. Schuler, and he says, Never cut a tree down in wintertime. Never make a negative decision in the low time. Never make your most important decisions when you are in your worst moods. Wait. Be patient. The storm will pass. The spring will come. And I love that because sometimes we're like, we have to make this change. Like things aren't going right. And while I always encourage people to make positive change in their life, sometimes when you're already in that high, in that place that you want to be, that might be the time when you make your decision. Or maybe, as he says, the spring will come, the storm will pass. Maybe it is just temporary, which is, I think, also something we, you know, teach in in meditation and what we're trying to achieve is, you know, you feel this way for a moment, but it's just a passing emotion. So I just wanted to share that quote with you because it really resonated with me and even how I'm viewing meditation currently. So I'm so excited for our guest on But First Stretch this week. Um, Her name is Danielle DeStofo and Danielle is from Plymouth Meeting and currently lives in Conshohocken with her husband Fred and two girls Harper and Reese and they have a baby sister on the way. Together with Fred and his parents, Danielle runs a martial arts school in Conshohocken. She enjoys doing things as a family and trying to be present in this time of life and watching her girls grow. The DeStolfo's premier martial arts has been dedicated to empowering lives in our community since 1977. DeStolfo's has programs for both children and adults specializing in fitness, self-defense, confidence, and more. And... It is definitely a school that has something for everyone. In fact, I met Danielle probably back in 2011, so long ago, when I was taking Krav Maga and kickboxing at Distolfo's, 
and we reconnected in 2019 through prenatal yoga. Her first daughter and my second were born that same summer, and my son has actually been taking karate at their school for almost a year and a half now, and Miss Danielle is so amazing with the kids. Her management, focus, enthusiasm is so perfect for the kids, and I'm so impressed with how she can get these, you know, three, four, five, six-year-olds just like in line and wanting to do karate and enjoy enjoy the lessons that they're learning. And I know personally I'm such a big believer in martial arts, and I can see how it can shape your life in a positive way. It's definitely pure mindfulness. So it was so nice to chat with Danielle this week, and I hope you enjoy. The first portion of the podcast is the warm-up, introducing our guest. Hi, Danielle. Welcome. Hi. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your background? Where are you from? And how did you get into martial arts? So um, I'm from like the Plymouth Meeting area. I grew up in Plymouth Meeting. And um, I started martial arts when I was younger. And then I think my neighbor, they had like a martial arts school. So I would go with them. And then um, consistently, I started from when I was 10. My mom got me enrolled in martial arts. So I went to college pretty much. Um, And yeah, that's how I got started, really. That's amazing. And what's your current position? Can you explain what your role is? Yeah, so um, pretty much like the manager and program director. And then um, so I bring I teach all the new students when they come in. I do all the background like paperwork and all that type of stuff. And then I just kind of manage, obviously, to make sure um, everybody's needs are being met the way I want them to be met. (laughs) And they want them to be met, of course, Um, and just make sure everything's going, you know, the way it should be going, arranging events, special events, all that type of stuff. That's so neat. And what's been the most rewarding part of your job? Um, So it is a very rewarding job, okay? So um, especially for me, it would be seeing the change in students. So, like, it's really cool to see actually, like, what the martial arts does, not only physically but mentally for both kids and adults. But when you see, like, the progress over time um, of a child – that starts young, even in like the six months they start with the parents' consistency, um, it it's really rewarding to see how much growth there can be and see like all the values that we're teaching really come out in those kids. And then of course, when a child gets a black belt, it's super rewarding mm-hmm. because it takes so much just to get there. Um, so that's always rewarding as well. And what's the most challenging part? Challenging, um, I would say just keeping everything organized, Um, not only in the office realm, but just keeping everything organized, making sure the instructors have what they need. We're all the communication um, that everybody's on the same page so that we're obviously serving the students and they're getting the best that they can they can get out of the program. Um, So I would say that's the most challenging. Yeah, and we're going to dive into the workout portion because I want you to maybe explain to everyone what makes Distolfo's martial arts so unique. So I would say the biggest thing that makes um, our our school so unique is the length of time that the school has actually been in business. Um, So the school has been in business for 
45 years, I think, this year. They, they, my in-laws, um, Fred and Mary, started it in 1977. So for a business in the martial arts realm to be able to survive that long is like a huge accomplishment because um, most people did it as a hobby. And what, what had made the success of it is um, they were able to like change with the time. So they always, and our staff as well, made sure that when, when curriculum, hey, this is the newest curriculum, this is effective, um, that we were trained in that. So that way we could best serve our students as well. Um, so we really, we really take pride, I would say, in making sure that we serve the students the best that, that we can. And then what makes us different is everybody's hearts in it. Um, not only, you know, trying to serve them physically, but everybody truly wants everybody to get the best out of what they can, okay, and and not compare to another individual, just what they can get out of it. So everybody has a passion for it, which I think is a big deal when um, in any situation, really. Yeah, and I also just feel like you and your family are so involved in the community, and that really draws people, I think, into the studio. Yeah, we try to really, um, I mean, my, they all grew up right in Conchahokan, so we all try to put an emphasis on the community and serving the community and giving back to the community and whatever we can do to help um, kids and adults as well, like you said. Yeah. And what suggestions do you have for beginners? And this is, I think, a big part of what makes your program so successful for someone who like wants to get started in martial arts. Yeah, I would say the same thing for, for kids and adults, okay? Because there's a lot of fear, especially for when adults are trying a new thing. Obviously, kids too, but they have, like, the parents to back them up and tell them it's okay. But really, we always say to the kids, just try your best and have fun. And that's the same thing with the adults. It's our job to teach you, just like in school. It's the teacher's job to teach you. As long as you're getting out there and you're trying your best, um, then we can work with you, okay? We're able to work with you. There's something here for everyone, but all you have to do is not be afraid to really try it, okay? And then um, have fun while you're doing it. We don't expect, I always tell the kids, we don't expect you to know anything. I don't expect you to know anything. You just have to try. Same thing for the adults. Yeah, I love that. Just try, do your best, and you know, have fun. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, do you have a favorite workout? So I would say my favorite workout would be like a cardio kickboxing workout. Um, I love hitting the bags. I love, you know, kicking, punching. I love kicking a lot, but um, just a nice cardio kickboxing. Sometimes I would add some weights into it, but uh, that's definitely my favorite cardio kickboxing or any type of kickboxing, really. Yeah. Um, do you, are you offering kickboxing right now? We do. We have um, somebody that teaches Wednesday mornings and Sunday mornings for kickboxing. And then hopefully after I have the baby, then we'll have um, some more times that I'll be teaching as well. <laughs> yeah. um, how, well. Kind of speaking on that, how do you enjoy working and being a mom? You have two girls, two and under, and a third on the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. so I'll, I'll be in the three under three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right now but um I love it it is hard obviously to balance because um I mean luckily I work for family and it's family owned so it is flexible where the girls can be here during the day while I'm doing like some marketing type things or paperwork type things and then we also have family my mom takes the girls at night um but 
it's it's great to be able to have that flexibility so I can spend time with them as well. And they look like Harper, our oldest, she loves doing it. So she'll come in and she'll ask her dad to train with her um, and learn a little bit like that. But of course, you know, being a mom, you always feel like you're lacking in a working mom or any type of mom. You're lacking in some area. So the days where I spent a lot of time with the girls, I feel like I didn't get enough done for the, the karate school. The days where I'm, you know, all work, then I feel like, you know, it didn't work out that way. So, but all in all, it, it's, it's the best scenario. Uh, seeing Harper do karate is seriously the cutest videos ever. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, she loves it. So hopefully it continues as she gets older. Right now she she loves to train and copy what um, Fred does when he's working out or what I am doing. So it's fun to watch her um, love it so much too. And what do you hope your girls learn from you and this job that you have? I just hope that they both learn that they obviously I know it sounds cliche, but that they can really do anything that they want to do um, as long as they put their mind to it. I mean, everything's going to take hard work, but I want them to also get the values, which we obviously try to instill at home, too, about confidence and respect and really let that um, help them become and mold them into who they are, um, because I think it's so important that those values are instilled in them because it carries over to school and other activities and everything like that with confidence and focus um and just obviously have fun with life really do you have do you have a favorite value that you like to teach when you teach I mean especially the kids I guess um I would say a lot that's a hard one Mm -hmm. but I would say a lot of it is just kind of like we have the tenets of Taekwondo that we go over, courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self-control. So I think like when I'm teaching kids, I really, my biggest thing, especially because I teach a lot of the younger kids, is have them um, be confident and I want them to be kind. Like I, I always say, you see those things on Facebook where, and it goes for my own kids too, especially where, you know, you don't have to be the most the best at this sport or that sport. Yeah, it's great if you're a great athlete and you're super smart, but if you're not nice to other people and you're not able to show kindness, um, I would I would hope that my kids are able to show kindness. So I hope, um, I always say one of my mottos here at the Karate School is that everybody that comes in here feels accepted and wanted, that there's a space for them um, to be who they are. They don't have to be, you know, try to fit in with anybody else. So I would say like confidence, kindness, and of course, respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, seeing like the kids in the community that are part of it, they are exhibiting what they learn in class. Yeah, which is always great to hear from other parents and other people that are in the community as well. Um, how do we get in contact with you? I'll put like the website in the show notes, but what about social media? Yeah, so we're on social media. Um, we have our Facebook page. It comes up as uh, Premier Martial Arts Concha Hawkins, so I'll be able to get you the link for that. And then our Instagram page, which is uh, DeStapo's PMA. So those are our obviously two big main um, sources of social media. And then we have our website and email as well. So are you in charge of all the social media and marketing pieces too? 
For the most part, yeah. So um, I also, from time to time, uh, one of our instructors, Maria, she actually goes for like communication and marketing. So sometimes I'll give her some stuff uh, to post or, or try to bounce off things if she has some ideas. But yeah, I do most of all the marketing as well and social media. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I always ask three like wrap up questions um, just so that the listeners can learn a little bit more about you and your life. So yeah. My, yeah. So my first question is what stretches are you doing in your own life? And this can be general. It doesn't have to be fitness related at all. Yeah. So I would say it's not fitness related because my fitness has not been that great this third pregnancy. <laughs> my fitness is chasing the other two right now. Um, but I would say I'm just stretching to become um, like the mom and the businesswoman that I want to be um, in more like organizing. Now that I have two kids and one on the way, I feel like organization is something that's so big. Um, and trying to just say organized and have more of like a routine and a plan and same thing with work, like maybe time it out where I can't just always pop in and do it at this time. It takes me a little longer, something like that. So really trying to stretch out to be that organized person that I want to be. Yeah. I feel like that's oftentimes super hard and that's a really good stretch for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, what is something that you're enjoying doing in your life for you? Um, that's also a hard one right now, (laughs) but, um, I don't, I don't know. Like, obviously I like to watch some Netflix once the kids go to bed, but I still have to make, uh, that self care time, which is, you know, again, with young kids and stuff, it's hard. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I have to try to start to prioritize a little bit better because, um, I'm actually not that good at like self care type things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what show are you watching on Netflix? So there's a couple. None of the big ones that I, I like, which I'm actually drawing a blank on. But um, Netflix, I would say, like, the Sweet Magnolias season two came out. So I've been watching that. Um, I love a good Housewives. Only New Jersey and Orange County. Um, <laughs> so that's on Bravo. And then um, my husband, Fred, he watches a lot of uh, – shows so I'll just like hop on and watch whatever he's watching usually Um, (laughs) but none of the I watch I think I binge like a bunch of the Netflix ones before um so there's nothing like super great out that I'm watching yeah I feel that way too right now (laughs) yeah it's like a lull (laughs) and what is something that you can't stop talking about um my kids probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, other than that, yeah, I would say my kids. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking this time. It's been really great catching up with you. Yeah, no, this is great. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I've been wanting to do this for a little while, so I'm glad we finally got the time to be able to do it. Yay. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Danielle and definitely check out all the information that Distolfos has to offer our community, um, both locally and at large. And now it's time for our cool down meditation. One of the pillars of martial arts is the concept of perseverance. This trait is something that I've been discussing with my five-year-old and is something he is always willing to point out to me. 
The quote I read at the beginning of the podcast also relates to perseverance. It highlights the importance of waiting and being patient. The storm passes, the spring comes. Don't give up. This meditation is going to be grounding and focusing in on the right mindset in trying times. So come to a comfortable seat and gently close the eyes or lower the gaze. And take a breath in. And take a breath out. On your next inhale, breathe into the count of five. So take a breath in. Two, three, four, five. Exhale to the count of five. Two, three, four, five. Begin to get rid of the distractions in your mind, your to-do list, thoughts about the future. It's hard to stay focused on anything when there are so many chances to turn from the task at hand. So come back to the breath. Breathe in, two, three, four, five. Exhale, two, three, four, Five. And continue this breathing pattern, just counting your breaths. Maybe noticing how this lands in the center, in that heart space. As you're coming back to this breath, let go of fear and embrace equanimity. Imagine a mountain. The mountain sits there as the sun shines on it. The rain drenches it. It is covered with snow and even struck by lightning. Through it all, through all the changing conditions, the mountain remains unwavering. As we cultivate equanimity within ourselves, we learn to be more like the mountain, finding that place of strength and courage within ourselves that enables us to withstand the slings and arrows of being human without feeling overwhelmed by fear. Breathe in, two, three, four, five. Exhale, two, three, four, five. And just start to find that trust. Trust within yourself. Trust in the process. Never cut down a tree in the winter time. Never make a negative decision in a low time. Never make your most important decisions when you are in your worst moods. Wait. Be patient. The storm will pass. The spring will come. And take one more breath in here. And take a long breath out. You're welcome to continue that counting pattern meditation for perseverance. 
as long as you would like. You're also welcome to gently open your eyes and greet the day. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of But First Stretch. I hope you have a wonderful day.